0: What is what is up what is good gamers this is Kevin aka Shadowof71 and your auditory canals are tuned in to season 6 episode 18 of the Gaming Vessels podcast <laughs> And of course, I'm not in the digital studio alone, along with me on My Partners in Crime. We got Dez, the Bay Area Terror. What's going on, brother?
1: Not much. Just uh, back in here, talking about games, having fun with my besties.
0: Yeah. All right. All right. Now, of course, our show is a no-go without Trader Joe, a.k.a. the Food Max of Gaming, who will maximize your gaming dollar. What's up, bruh?
2: Not much, man. I'm just hunkering down on this wonderful Saturday on <laughs> um, there trying to figure out what I'm going to do with my other Xbox One X.
0: <laughs> other yes. X. The other. Is, the, notice the, the, the other. A one. little bit of a clue there, folks. Other the, the other Xbox one. one. So can we start? To, are we going to have to change the name to Tim or wow. Dealer? <laughs> <laughs> wow. I don't know. This just look a
2: little sus? <laughs> Call me Joe Eastwood. There you go. Oh
0: Lord!
1: <laughs> I'm
0: all about. I'm all about that Xbox. You Xbox, are. my favorite platform. Next yes. thing, next you know, you're gonna be a, you know, be going to the, to the, to the campus, Microsoft campus, and. Uh, oh, I'll be holding
1: hands with Chris.
0: Yeah,
2: Come I'll be holding hands with Chris. Wow. Xbox, my lord. Kumbaya. <laughs> No, I Every I want to... game,
0: everywhere. Oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> so just to circle
2: back to conversation, I did buy the uh, Xbox uh, One X. Not the Series X. I was almost going to say Series X because it gets confusing after a while, but I did get the Cyberpunk 2077. Look. Ooh. It was out there for 300 bucks okay. with the game and a nice controller and all this other stuff, so... Yeah, uh, it's you know, we'll talk about it on our like what you've been playing segment, our you know, vessel playlist okay. on there. As far as but I have been dabbling more in the Xbox one side of the fence, but both me and Des have been on there. But uh, I just felt it was just kind of a, a right price. If that thing was like 400 bucks, I wouldn't have even have looked near it, much less even considered it. But you figure I'm paying, are you going to pay like, uh, 59.99 for that cyberpunk um and then obviously it comes with the first expansion plus it has an exclusive controller which if i bought independently it would have been like 65 bucks so when in the end if i'm able to trade the other xbox one x in to gamestop i think i'd get like about 175 bucks back on there so it's overall you know just a $125 investment to get a controller and Cyberpunk and an expansion plus a limited edition console. So that's what I was thinking behind it, at least. So,
0: mm. okay. So, so there's dinner.
2: some there, there's some rationale behind it, but it was
0: Well, there. I mean, it, there, what's the rationale? You wanted to buy some and you bought it. I mean, I I, I I'm yeah. just giving you a hard time just for giving you a hard time. Yeah. But, oh, uh, well, I know. Barbed you know, bar you know, bar for me to tell somebody else how to spend their money. That's right. <laughs> Go have fun. Work it out, you know, buddy. I'm, I'm Mr. <laughs>
2: like spreadsheet. I'm Mr. Like you know. I'm figuring out the best deals. I'm trying to figure out the best deals. It's like you know. Uh, I did put some thought behind that as well, but. I'll let you guys know, because it's going to be here on Wednesday, so...
0: Alright, alright. Uh, oh, I, I, you didn't do a... You got it through the Microsoft Store, or...?
2: Ah, yeah, Microsoft Store, yeah. They oh. had it up for uh
0: dollars
2: plus free expedited shipping, so... Wow. Is it, it's all sold out, though, right? I think for the most part, yeah. It went up Thursday night,
1: That's probably gone by now, yeah.
2: I think GameStop might have some hmm. left, but it Went up to Amazon and GameStop and Walmart and all that stuff and castle, that's limited,
1: to forty five thousand units
2: worldwide. So yeah, and,
1: I mean, I wasn't gonna pick it up myself, but I just know if uh sometimes I mean unless you're not in the know, sometimes they would be like stealth launching this shit. And you don't you you'll you might miss it. So but I'm thinking anyone who was really into um into uh you know cyberpunk or, or stuff like that or or really into Microsoft probably already knows what's going on. So. Yeah, but when it came up like Thursday night, I mean, on the East Coast,
2: obviously, it'd be like around like one o'clock in the morning that time. But since we're on the West Coast, it's a little bit better. I was still up at the time, and I got to give it up to Microsoft because you know I think both me and Kev wanted to grab that Monster Hunter PS4 Pro, the Monster Hunter World PS4 Pro, when it initially came out, and. Just the messaging on some of their limited editions is kind of just whack on there. That one was exclusive to GameStop, and you know, by the time um, you know they put it up, you had to be at the store like at 10 o'clock in the morning to be able to queue up and be able to put your money down on it. And obviously, if you're a working man like both me and Kev are, we don't got the time to go, you know, leave work to go and drop drop some money down to pre-order a console
1: on there. So we both missed it. I would have probably have up you know, And you say right. that I I, I don't. Like I, I'm working too, Joe. Oh, I know. I'm not... I'm like, what you? you just kidding. I'm just I messing with you. I'm just messing, I'm just messing with you. That's <laughs> <laughs> just you
2: weren't out there ready to buy that PS4 Pro, sucker. No, I was not. <laughs> I was not. So
1: you are. You don't, are don't right. Fret. Don't fret. Don't You were right. No. I was
0: not. I was nowhere near it. Nope. All right, well, we're gonna we're gonna slide right into the first topic on the docket, which is gonna be our playlist. So Des, want to kick things off? What you been playing, man? Well, uh,
1: so I, I gotta be honest, which is I, I gotta be honest, which is I I did detour uh, away from the PS4, and I fired up my Xbox. I actually all bots. I, bots ax- I no need. no bots. no. I was talking to Joe about this earlier. No pony for life. <laughs> pony for life. I I. I I bleed, I bleed glue. Some opponent getting, <laughs> never mind. So, so I told Joe, I'm gonna get a, I'm gonna get a tattoo, and it's gonna be an upside down like, like, like horseshoe, right, on my arm, and underneath it's gonna be like, um, a ribbon, a ribbon underneath it, around the circle, and it's gonna be like flowing ribbon, right, in Old English. It's gonna be, I think, I, Old English is new, but it's gonna be Old English, and it's gonna say, pony. The number four in the center, and the life right there. Pony, <laughs> ponies, where you at? <laughs> <dad> stand up. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> I mean, again, as Joe said many times, we are, uh, and so is Kevin. We are system agnostic, and when a game comes out for a system, and it's only exclusive for a system, then you then you play that system. And it was really interesting because it just kind of popped into my head. Um, we've talked a lot about exclusivity and uh i know that you know some people are much more you know especially kevin on, uh, on our panel or our one of the hosts is, is very much like you know you kind of disservice to your system if, if you if you don't have your first party exclusives and so i thought about that and i was like nah, you know everyone gets to play it's fine but then this game deep deep rock galactic came out and that's only for microsoft it's only for the xbox or or pc but but then again, it's the same thing for the most part. So, so I thought to myself, I was like, I really want to play this game, but it's only on uh, Xbox. So I said, okay, I'm gonna fire it up, and I, you know, started playing it with Joe, and it was it was a lot of fun. We really had a pretty good time with it. Um, and then that just kind of was that gateway back into playing games on my Xbox, because then from there we went on and we played, uh. Uh Playstation uh, sorry, uh Fantasy Star Online Two. So me think about Playstation, I'm gonna get back to it. Now we're uh we played uh PSO two, uh, which is a game that both Joe and I played when it baited and we've played all the other uh games in the in the series. At least the Fantasy Online uh series. I didn't really play the first Fantasy Online, the uh the 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 uh RPGs. I think I might have put the that second fantasy one. Fantasy Star you mean? Yeah, fantasy, star. fantasy. Uh yeah. I thought I thought that. Anyway, so uh so I never really uh played those. But then but then we wanted to play PSO and so I turned on clicked on PSO and it was I mean it really was like playing those old PSO games and you know and it just it just felt fun, you know, jumping back into that that world and, and, and playing playing with that. Um, it's one of the, I think it's one of the better optimized free to play games that you can just kind of run around and, and fight and kill stuff. So, it, and it looks, it's, it's, you know, it looks very anime and it's in the graphics. Yeah, they're, they're, they're a little dated, but, but the game really kind of flows on the Xbox. So it was a lot of fun. Uh, and then because, um, I was silly. I got, um, I thought I was getting like an all accesses, all access, um, PS4 kind of or sorry damn it all access Xbox um uh that all accesses but I didn't I just got uh the games you with bought, gold. Yeah, you the regular Game Pass, not the Game
2: Pass Ultimate, yeah which has Xbox Live type Yeah.
1: It. Yeah, because just yeah. Joe's very nice and he shares his X his Xbox Live with me, so it's really kind of cool. Um and I got, and I got, I just wanted to, like, if I was gonna, if I was gonna play this, I just was gonna get it for myself, and I'd have to, you know, suck along his, suck on his teeth or anything, so, so that's why, that's why I was kinda like, I'm just gonna get this and, yeah. and, be, and do it myself, so then, um, uh, so then I got the wrong one, so then I have, like, but I, but I got it at a super discount, so I can't really be too mad about it, so, so basically, What's happening is I have all these free games now that, that that's curated by Microsoft. So I said, okay. So I started downloading a couple of games, and one of those games that I downloaded was Revenant from the Ashes. And it's sort of like Dark Souls with guns. At least that's what people say. So Joe and I, I started playing that just to see how that was. And it's not bad. It's a pretty fun little game. Uh, we only did the first intro before we can start to sort of get into the actual meat of the game. We just played the the uh the kind of tutorial that explains you know what the game is and and what your um what your uh, classes are. So. Uh, and then I know Joe's been playing, uh, Crackdown 3 is gonna mention that, and then I sort of started thinking about playing Crackdown 3 again, because even though it was, it was crapped on, uh, the game really isn't that bad, you know, it's, it, it's just, you just run around and shoot stuff, so you kinda, you kinda have to, it's one of those games where you, where you kinda put your, your brain on pause and just blow shit up, and that's fine, sometimes you just need that, um, so, so, yeah, so I kind of took a little PS4 vacation, as Joe likes to call it. Um, but. It's an I, Xbox vacation, right? Sorry, I said PS4, didn't I? No, oh, sorry, I took a vacation from the PS4. Um, and, and, um, was that it was in the Xbox, but I think that vacation might be over. Um, I also turned on my, um, my switch haven't played that in a while and uh they're having a really big sale right now so i so i was going to download a couple of games um but yeah uh this past week uh week and a half it's been it's been uh xbox so yeah it it, it was interesting you know uh seeing how the other half live um and how the other half play um but I'm gonna I'm gonna go back over you know to the uh, to the pony corral. So uh, <laughs> so uh, Joe, what have you been playing, buddy?
2: Well, why don't we talk a little bit more about Deep Rock Galactic because we didn't really talk about as far as what the game is or how does it play and that kind of thing. So because uh, I could probably talk a little bit more
1: about, it, but I know you were, were more excited to check this game out. But and it's, it's fun. It's fun. You play as the wars. It's first person, which I really don't like, but it was okay. And and you 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 mine stuff in asteroids like the 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 rinse and repeat of the game is and the game is actually pretty fun you know it's just it can be a little confusing you know and it can be a little challenging but for the most part it's pretty good but yeah please elaborate my friend well
2: i really have nothing more to elaborate i just wanted to make sure the listeners knew what the game was about and that kind of thing so so But, you know, it's just the point of, you know, you're mining, obviously, you're dealing with procedurally generated levels, you're fighting bugs on there, there's like waves of bugs that kind of pop in and pop out on there, and then you're able to just go in and just like almost like mining in 3D, like in a first person perspective, it's almost like playing something like uh, if you want to paraphrase it back to the olden days like a dig dug or a load runner you imagine load runner i haven't heard that game in a, while, a long time but uh, uh digging through dirt which is always has, has has some satisfaction to it uh on that but uh you know after we got into pso because uh we mentioned the fact fantasy star online 2 I mean, we really got into, we were playing for a number of days on there where that's all we're playing. And one thing about PSO, uh, to fantasy star online line 2, is that when you first start the game, I think the menus are just a little bit obtuse on there. So it's enough to where, you know, I'm trying to figure out what I'm doing. How do I, uh, you know, pick up all these quests? Where do I need to go to redeem these quests? uh where do i go you know there's a lot of tutorial uh quests too uh, that you pick up from random npcs that kind of shows you the ins and outs of the game and it's almost like you have a revelation like you know 10-15 hours in oh this is really how i should be upgrading my weapons this is really how i should be approaching some of the stuff on there and One thing about free to playness too, it does allow a lot of rewards for it. So I haven't invested anything in it. Dez, I know you paid a little bit for ten
1: dollars, reset and uh, from some other odds and ends, right? Reset. Well, I wanted to reset my mag because I got really into mag. Is a little companion that that gives you bonuses depending on how you build it. it. Can give you different bonuses to like defense or attack and whatnot. And so I rebuilt it or 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 stripped it away and started it over again uh, and that cost money like again this is a free to play game so every little thing's going to cost money so I figured hey I've been playing this a lot I'm having a lot of fun uh, let me throw down ten dollars you know and just, just kind of do something so I did that and I got a, a second uh, another character slot so again you know I probably did need to do that but I've been having fun with it and that was just my way to say you know to show them hey I enjoyed i'll give you some i give you a little bit of cash because again it is free so
2: good deal but yeah we've been playing that quite a bit uh i think i have a level uh 26 hunter on there i think I actually i might be a little bit beyond that but uh um, I'm gonna keep playing it. Uh, I'm gonna roll a second character. I, don't know, I think you decided to do a two or three characters, does?
1: I have I have technically because the reason why you th- you could do more characters is because everything is shared account wide. So so a lot of the daily quests, if you, you can complete them on multiple characters and get multiple money and rewards and stuff, and, and then so you basically use the other two or three or however many you get to feed your one main. So if you want to do that, that's one way you can do it. I just got another one because because I had made all the same kind. See, I didn't realize I thought they would let you start over a little bit or or do something do something different because for because for the um for the beta I went through and I just made, I just made all three, I made all three characters, but they're pretty much the same character. Cause I have they have an aesthetic that I really liked. So I made them all kind of look the same, but change their classes. But then when you play the game, you can have, it's a lot, it's a lot like final fantasy 14, when you can have basically one, one character play every role and then a sub and then, and then get a sub role underneath that. So you can actually have, you know, a hunter and a ranger or, so you can have two classes, uh, uh, on one character, you know, depending on, on, on how you want to play it. So I didn't realize that. So I kind of, you know, made too many. And then, and then when you when to get rid of it, it takes time. So it was just thing that I just got a little bit too overzealous with it. So, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, uh, that, that's what, what I did, you know, and I think if you're going to do that, it's probably better to, to get, you know, at least one, you know, At least create another character. That way you can play different. But you don't have to, you know, if if you don't want to. Yeah. I want to eventually, I'm going to sometime this weekend create
2: a ranger. That way I can go back and kind of experience that gameplay. And and after playing for a while, I kind of, I'm getting the beads, the same beads as I was playing the original Fantasy Star Online. Oh, yeah dreamcast and gamecube on there but you know it's hard to see it especially because there's a lot of systems and veneer on the top of it per se but i think it's worthy of putting some money into it i'm just not not sure if i'm gonna be in all the cosmetics so if if there's nothing really (laughs) for me to do i mean i picked my one suit i think is badass it's it's like a you know
1: crimson red and black but you don't you don't want to be um you don't like your Xbox wear they gave you? Don't you want to show your botness?
2: <laughs> off? Yes, uh, there is the Xbox Game Pass uh, rewards, and they gave me uh, Xbox uh, like a vest, a green vest with the Xbox Game Pass logo on the back, uh, as well as some Xbox emotes, a uh, green circle around my avatar. Uh, that, that emote, shows, that emote is uh, horrible. I could actually put an Xbox One controller in my hand, and my character's hands while I'm out on horrible.
0: the go. <laughs> it's horrible. They should have given you the Xbox onesie. It's...
1: Kevin, it sold is in
0: Australia. horrible, Kevin. I, I
1: would
2: have I put on the Xbox onesie, the bodysuit or something. Kevin, Kevin, it's <laughs>
1: horrible. It's. I, I, I will only do it fight uh, you, Desmond. That's it only. is <laughs> so bad. And so I'll be in my menu, right? And I won't see him and I'll come out of my menu and he's so, okay. So he has these two emotes and one is you're on your knees, spread knees, and his h- hands are up, and you're creating, like, this X, like, l- like you're fucking fanning, like, bringing a plane in, and there's this giant, like, light-up X in front of him. And I'm like, no! Right? And then the other one is you're bending over backwards, like that crab walk from, like, the Exorcist Olo? or whatever, when you're bent Olo over... Yeah, like, and, yeah, yeah, but o- Olo, yeah, Olo for Soul Calibur, Olo, and you, like, bit... Yeah, yeah, older, whatever. So he's bent over like a like a zero, and it's a, it's a zero with like a flash. So I'm in my menu. I come out of my menu, and he's standing in front of me doing that. And I'm like, stop it. <laughs> and he's just fucking laughing. Like, and I'm like, shut up. It's horrible. So, yeah, I don't. Oh, my God, it's so horrible. It's so horrible. I'm just like, please don't. Please don't do that. X going to give it to you. I guess. You know, it's going to give me too much. <laughs> it's going to have to run away so yeah it's uh it's a lot it's it's a lot dude (laughs) yeah
2: uh well i've also been playing i played the tutorial uh remnant from the ashes it's a game pass game so uh if you are out there and have game pass uh if you want to play that with us it's a four player a co- cooperative game and so we'll be kind of interested to see uh once you guys hear this episode uh since we're all up on the xbox and on and free to play pso2 if you do have access feel free to
1: join us on yeah yeah i mean i've found out you can also if you create a if you create a um uh what is it if you create a guild you get more stuff so yeah yeah oh, we might have to be on that business
2: so yeah but yeah. Uh other than that, um, I did dabble back on the PlayStation 4 off and on and uh, mainly been still hunkering down on Division 2, uh, Warlords in New York. Uh, of course, there's four boroughs bur- in there, four bosses before you take on Aaron Keener on there. So I've almost got this, uh, s- the second borough I've been working on closed on there. I opened up the boss last night. I'll be able to go in there and then tackle that, and kind of move on on there.
1: I don't know if you want to go back and
2: play that Des, but, uh,
1: yeah, I actually do. I, uh, I do want to get back into that because, um, again, I really enjoyed, uh, that series. So yeah, if you're wanting to play that again, I really, I think it was, I think I just needed a break from the division because we were playing it so long and then, and then like, seriously, like we were, we were like, we were, Cutting our teeth on that game, and again, it's not a bad game by any stretch of the imagination. It's just we were playing it for a lot, like a lot. Yeah. So hamburgers are great,
2: but you're eating hamburgers six, seven days out of the week. Yeah, yeah. So you want a chicken sandwich or something? So who knows? But uh, Uh, also, exactly. Desmond briefly mentioned that I was playing Crackdown Three. I was mainly soloing on there. I don't know if you dabbled in that game solo or not, Des. I did.
1: uh, I actually did. I played it, I played it quite a bit. Um, I, I reset fun. my progress from
2: last year's playthrough. Cause I, when it initially came out, it was a game I was like really into for a bit and was playing it for quite a bit of time, but I pretty much started a new character and, um, and reset my world too on there. So I'm starting fresh. Um, you know, as, as always with crackdown, it's always those agility orbs and trying to grab all that, the, uh, Ah, uh, random orbs, of course, as well on their uh, gameplay. As far as you know, gunplay and battling, it's 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 uh, it's it's kind of lightweight, you know. It's uh, you know, I, not the greatest in the world, but I love the traversal in the game. I love jumping up, uh, you know, big buildings. So I'll still be dabbling in that. And if uh, you guys want to play multiplayer on that cooperative, I don't know about the uh, you know player versus player content for that game. I heard it was supposed to be horrible. So.
1: What game is this? Uh, crackdown three. Yeah, I'm sorry. When you when you start talking about multiplayer, I didn't I didn't even know that had a multiplayer component. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I haven't thought about that game in so long. Sorry, because I was just like, is this still Crackdown three? Because again, I've only played the PVE on that game, and that's yeah. it. But again, when we were playing together, I thought it was pretty fun. You know, yeah, I don't PvE, know. It's, the co op PVE is great. Yeah, it's a fun it's a fun game. Like yeah. Yeah.
2: All right, Kev. What you been doing? What you been playing, buddy?
0: Uh, well, what I've been playing. Well, I went back and uh, what was it, uh, reevaluated some games that I had been playing and was, like, is this is this really for me? So first on that list is gonna be Ori and the Will of the Wisps, and I really love. I I I think Ori is a great game. It's just a bit too much of a technical platformer for me personally. There's two things. That and, you know, call me a hater if you want, but that Xbox controller is not really designed for 2D games at all. Uh, particularly when you start getting into technical platformers. I get it. A lot of people have used it and played Ori 1 and Ori 2, finished the games, and didn't have a problem. Hey, kudos to you 100,000%. More power to you, but I cannot... When when it comes to the more technical functions of Ori's abilities in in Ori 2 in particular, it ain't happening, Captain. And... uh, it, you know i it, it the controller is just not working in my favor um i'm kind of getting burned out on the metroidvania aspect of it as well um it's a little bit it's a little bit overbearing uh, at the at the part that I'm at, I'm at the section where there's this giant bear blocking this cave, and I gotta figure out how to make him move. And I I went to YouTube and looked up some stuff, and it's like there was some stuff that I should have picked out, picked up, I guess, from another section of the game to make the waterways passable because the water is poisonous. And I have no idea where that was picked up from. And it's just like, do I feel like traversing through all of this to figure out all that stuff? And the answer is no. <laughs> I, I, I mean it's it's you know, my my plat my platform experience is like, you know, uh Ratchet and Clank, Jack and Daxter, you know uh Klonoa and Mario that's that's the extent of my platformers you know anything more in-depth more complicated than that going back and forth running around you know getting to one area you don't have the ability then have to remember where you when you get a new ability have to remember where oh didn't I see this part where I needed to be able to double jump triple jump whatever and we're trying to remember how to get back then I'm that's that's not really my thing so um. I think I'm going I'm I'm putting Ori to the side. Um again, it's a beautiful game. Um the controls are tight, but I just don't think that the Xbox controller is the, the most ideal controller for that type of game. You know, that that that's just me and and I'm just getting a little bit burned out on the on the gameplay loop there. Uh, the other game that is that I had to go back and reevaluate is Maneater. And Maneater is I'm putting I'm putting it in the in in the same class as I put uh, Dragon Ball Kakarot. I really want to like I really want to like this game because it it's just so the the whole concept of it is just so so silly and retarded in a good way. You know, a shark that eats everything, anything, and everything. You know, jumping up on the beach, chasing, you know, beachcombers and eating them, grabbing people off the 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 bows of ships and eating. Them. All it is done in such a camp, in a gross and campy way. It to me, it is just freaking it freaking hilarious. It 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 really hits a a macabre fun funny bone in me, but. Maneater, in reality, um, it has some it has some shortcomings, particularly in the, with the aspect of how you fight stronger enemies, which was which for me was a real uphill battle, because there is no true target lock on. Um, trying to fight stronger enemies that are stronger than you, which you have to do like right from the jump. The idea is that you have to constantly eat to build to make your shark grow, and everything you eat stores up uh, uh, evolution points. Different proteins and lipids, and I forget what what they call uh, each of the several different uh, evolution resources that you utilize. Um, but you 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 you're constantly eating everything, and everything you eat gives you adds to a particular resource and including the stronger enemies that you fight like right, right where i'm at right now i'm uh, i'm considered a teen i don't know if that is the proper designation for shark growth <laughs> i went from a pup to a teen so now i'm a teen level eight i think and um you know, so the weaker alligators that were kind of kicking my butt as a when I was a pup, I'm able to take them out without too much problem, but you know the one the the um, stage clearing boss type ones are still a little bit of a problem because of the lack of a true targeting system. What I mean by that is as you're swimming around trying to to gauge and set your and set your attack the alligator in this case the alligators that I'm fighting will try and do an attack if I dodge it successfully I have a certain window in which to counterattack now there is a very loose target lock which is your your uh your jaw your bite your 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 jaw attack I guess you could call it and whatever is highlighted on the screen, when you press the button, it will kind of hone in on that target. The problem is, is that it's a loose lock-on, so that means that anything that's around it can has the potential to change the change the target. So if I'm fighting this alligator in this section, and another alligator wanders into the wanders into the fighting area, and I've dodged my target's attack and I'm trying to get in on and counterattack that other alligator swims into the vicinity. The computer will automatically target it and my shark is going off trying to trying to bite him, which is which is not what I want. So uh, it's uh, it's a little problematic, but the core the core elements of that game are just so ridiculously fun that I've I've stuck it out and kind of suffered through um kind of frustrating gameplay mechanics because the core essence of the game is just is just a lot of fun. You know, you're you're a shark running around or swimming around rather eating people. And you can jump on land and hop and the animations that they have for his beached hop are just hilarious and you're just literally chasing these beach goers and gobbling them up and it, it, it's it's very it's it's macabre and funny at the same time and there's this narrator who's like this uh um like this uh reality wildlife reality narrator who is kind of you know commenting on just about everything you do and they gave him a lot of lines so there's not a whole lot of repeat uh, it, it, it's it's I think it's a good game, but uh this game could have been so much better with better controls. Um so but you know, I'm I'm gonna keep I'm gonna keep pushing forward with it, keep pushing through it. But you know, I, I can't I can't honestly recommend this game uh, on a on it from, from from the standpoint it's just the, the controls are just not that good should people play it i i think they should but just know that you know when it comes to controls you know it 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 the, the lack of the lock on in my opinion is a serious detriment to it so you know uh it is what it is but uh more streets of rage i actually finished i believe i finished the game it's been a while uh, a few days um I think I finished with Cherry. I think the next character I'm going to start uh, playing the game through is probably going to be Adam uh, and go back and try and uh, check out his move sets and uh, see how far I can build his, uh, get his combo uh, strings, how- see how far I can maximize his combo strings. Um, so for Terry, it's kind, of, it's kind of like if, if or rather Adam is like, if Terry Bogard was black, he'd be Adam. <laughs> so so he uh or a cool black guy yeah he'd be adam uh he, he has very terry bogardish moves uh, as that's one of the reasons why I, why i like him um so that's probably and in the the game's lore he is cherry's father so um it's gonna be interesting to to kind of go through the game with him uh more sedo uh really haven't made a whole lot of headway with in that too much. I just when I remember I jump into Sekiro, it's always late. So I don't have too much to say on that. But Monster Hunter World Iceborne um been playing that. Uh Safi returned this week. So uh I jumped back into the Safi sieges and I really hadn't planned to do that. I honest to goodness I really didn't. But I started using my um the 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 Safi bows that I that I had uh maxed kind of maxed out uh element wise from the last Sofi siege rotation. And man, them weapons are killer. I mean they're 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 really they're almost they're when you team them up with the silver rathalos gear, it's almost game-breaking i mean i i soloed a toestra with hardly any problem a- and toestra is one of the one of the elder dragons that kind of kicked my butt like like a lot <laughs> a lot a lot <laughs> you know when i first started fighting him and you know maybe it's that I, I understand his attack patterns a, a little bit better now but Man, those softy bows, the uh, it it just crushes the elemental powers. Uh, uh, when you when you when you go up against a elder dragon that is that that element is that it's weak against. I mean, it it just it it just whoops whoops. The true critical element of the the Silver rathalos combined with the like the the elemental power of those of those softy bows. I mean, I'm KOing monsters left and right and it, it's it's just really good. So I said, "Huh? <laughs> so, I'm going like, uh, am I really going to go back and and grind this Sophie siege to get to to get all these elemental bows? Yeah, I, I think I am. So, <laughs> so I'm going to do that. I'm gonna try. I'm going to try and do at least one of the one of the charged blades, and I might even do one of the the long swords because I've decided I'm I'm going to go back and try to learn long sword." uh i had tried to pick it up before messed around with it a while and it really wasn't it really wasn't hitting with me but i, I i'm thinking i was thinking you know what I, I because it looks so cool it's very anime it's a very long sword makes your dude look like some straight out of an out of an anime with the move sets that it's got so i kind of want to do that maybe it's god a real eater powerful huh maybe like god eater or something <laughs> eh, not quite, not quite. That may I think probably a little bit more anime than God Eater with the long sword because you're doing stuff like, you know, launching thirty feet up off of you know a monster's nose and coming down with this ridiculous you know spirit slash you know cutting off tails and you know breaking breaking heads and breaking arms. It's just a very uh, a very anime-looking, you know. Think of any an anim- action anime you've seen with a sword, and the long sword pretty much mimics that. Uh, that's kind of sort of one of the reasons why I want to learn how to use it. So uh, I'm definitely going to go back and do that. But but man, those softy, those softy bows are just like uh, it's it's like I, I it's, it's like going back and fighting some of the monsters that were kicking my butt. You know, during during the course of the base game, and even in the in, in the Iceborn with with the Sophie bows, even the master rank ones is just like, <laughs> yes, I've made you my bitch. So, uh, <laughs> it's, yeah, uh, it, we, we it's, need
2: that as a soundbite. It's, <laughs> it's like a hot knife in butter
0: here. It's like, uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> not 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 that good i mean this, oh, okay. you know, not, but, but it it feels good to go back and start and and you know and, and cripple those those uh those monstrous bastards that were whooping my butt you know during the course of the game so well,
2: but get uh get better so we could join you and you can just help us like you know just just, uh, we can that Bernie's us through all the
0: Iceborne content. Well, so. whenever, whenever, you, you know, whenever you guys are ready to go back into it, I'll help you, because, like, I've already, as far as the sophie weapons, I've got, I've got a maxed out Frost, Dragon, and Electric Bow. So the only thing there's I'm not going to do, I'm not going to do the Blast Bow, because Blast is kind of, kind of, eh, it's kind of, I mean, it, it's a strong, it's not even an element, it's a strong uh condition that you can lay on a monster, but it, it, i I I I'm I'm perfectly happy with element and so the only ones that's really left is fire because I, I, I actually maxed out the the dragon bow last night and the only one that's really left is, is fire. So I'm gonna try and do that and maybe uh a, one of my charge blades and uh maybe a couple of the the long swords, but I doubt I'll be able to get all that stuff done uh with during the course of this sophie um this sophie rotation, but whenever you guys are ready to jump back in i'll you know because uh, i i'm i think my 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 master rank is like i'm i'm two hundred and something which Yeesh. really isn't high. Yeah, it's it's not that – believe me, that's not that high. Still, though. Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Mine is, like, 12, (laughs) 13. So whenever you guys are ready to jump back in there, uh, I'll I'll definitely uh, uh, help you guys get – you'll get your levels up. So that's what we've been playing. So the next topic on the docket is going to be the news. So, Trader Joe, why don't you let the folks know what's been going on, bro?
2: Yeah, we haven't recorded the last couple of weeks, so I have got a little bit of news on here um, right now. First thing I want to cover is something that is not completely confirmed right now but it's been swirling on social media over the last few days on there and uh, this was something that was supposed to have been announced at the PlayStation 5 reveal uh, which would have happened uh, a couple days ago on there but they got pushed back due to everything going on in the world on there so uh, but Bloodborne is set to make an arrival on both PlayStation 5 and also on the PC at some point in the future. Um, supposedly, uh, the Blue Point Games, which has been Sony's go-to go-to uh, to uh, remaster certain games in their back catalog, is working on it. Along with uh, QLOC, which has worked on the remaster of Dark Souls, are developing Bloodborne for both PC and the next... Um, upcoming-gen platform, the PlayStation 5, on there. The new version of the game will bring 4K graphics, 60 frames per second on PC, will be made available via Steam on there. Um, And Also, according to the rumors, that this is not the only Sony exclusive that's set to make its way to PC either on there. While no games were specifically mentioned, it wouldn't be a shock considering those that Sony itself had said they're interested in doing as such. On there, so I know the people that have been bringing forth the rumors. uh, I mean, I think all PS4 games might be on the table, including God of War, Spider Man, and days gone so maybe those like long-standing rumors from a few months ago from amazon france might actually become true at some point but uh, they also mentioned because it's been long rumored that there's a full-on remake of demon souls being made which is the first game in the soul series as well on there so that's still a rumor that's still being bandied about as well but uh Interest, interested to see this, of course, I was hoping that, you know, for the PlayStation 5 version of Bloodborne, if you already own it on PS4, they would give you some sort of a discount or upgrade it for free. But I'm not sure, especially if they make a lot of quality of life improvements, whether they're going to do that outright on there. So, so interesting to see. Any uh, thoughts on this, Kev, on there? I know you
0: dabbled a little bit in Bloodborne, right? I did. Um and i'm just not a souls guy so it 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 really didn't the combat really didn't appeal to me all that much i like the fact that it's difficult but i the just the mechanics of souls games in general just don't don't really appeal to me so um like i i watched uh, damon play through most of it and it's a, it's a great game uh or great and it was a great looking game it's a very challenging game but i just the Souls mechanics is, uh, themselves just really don't do it for me.
2: It's a game I've always wanted to try, but never you know, took the time. It's in my backlog. Obviously, it's a PlayStation Plus game, so it's in my catalog, along with a lot of other other games. So uh, this might be a reason for me to fire it up. But uh, uh, it was kind of interesting that there is a way to run the game at a better uh, frame rate that uh, some guy uh, that... Uh, They did a digital foundry video with uh, found that there's a way to go in and and hack uh, the PlayStation 4 to allow him to be able to play this game at a higher uh, fidelity and a higher frame rate uh, than uh, the game normally runs at because the game notoriously has a lot of frame pacing issues on that so and then a lot of people have been clamoring for at least a playstation ps4 pro patch for bloodborne to you know at least get rid of the frame uh stuttering on there and to be able to run at a higher resolution and a higher frame rate on there so i'm thinking that this will kind of set the uh uh record straight as far as bloodborne to get the better Fidelity version of that out there, maybe possibly get a Bloodborne 2 or a sequel in the mix as well on that. But we'll have to see on there. So uh, next remaster of note that was talked about or announced a way long time ago, we might've forgotten about this, but uh, uh kingdoms of MLR, the remaster of the game, it's
1: being called kingdoms of MLR re-reckoning <laughs> on there. So yeah. <laughs> That's like remastered. It's not no, no no Sorry, it's not as bad as remastered level, yes. but
0: whoo. that sounds like hillbilly talk. Well, you know, young <laughs> young young man, I I'll re-reckon that uh, I saw I saw them corn husks over on yonder.
1: There's gonna be a re-reckoning, son. <laughs>
2: Oh. Well, like like Remastered, this is THQ Nordic. That's Dynasty finest. 2, the reckoning. Sad. <laughs>
1: sad, sad, sad. Sad, sad, sad. Sad. Like, sad, sad.
2: Sad. like our, our uh, current president likes to say, sad. So.
1: <laughs>
2: but. Irregardless of the name, THQ Nordic and developer Tycho has announced the game. It's going to be out for PlayStation 4, Xbox One, and PC. Remastered version of the February 2012 release action RPG will launch on August 18th for 39.99. So they want 40 bucks for this on there. So if you happen to be a super fan, you could get the. Uh, 109 dollars and 99 cent collector's edition because thq nordic loves their collector's editions which will include a copy of the game a, uh, a lynn sheer collectible statue a soundtrack cd and amolar keychain uh five artworks on there and prayers for both are available right now at your favorite online retailers on there so uh, some screenshots were shown as well so um I enjoyed the first game quite a bit on there I've dabbled on it on both PC and also on PlayStation 3 and so I'm probably down day 1 I'm not sure 40 bucks mm-hmm. what you what you guys' opinions on this
1: I'm going to buy it I You're enjoyed it. it like I enjoyed the first one um I thought I thought my thing was uh the game was just a little bit too uh it it was an action r p g game and it had a clunky style- or a chunky style, but it wasn't terrible you know I thought it had some of the better uh magic type combat like it was a much more active magic uh system um and I enjoyed that i just think the story was a bit lacking and the story was was a bit confusing as well and i think that's might have been what what uh pushed a lot of people off of it but i thought the combat was great um so i am really looking forward to playing it and actually probably playing it uh all the way through so i'm actually sign me up let's do it yeah i was thinking i've, I've been debating about firing this up on uh
2: xbox because i know it's a back compact game and or firing up on my origin account because uh, for a minute i was playing it on that i was actually um uh, playing it so that i was able to play it in a higher graphical fidelity because i was um, um i believe overscanning it meaning i was running at a higher resolution and bringing it down to my mon- monitor's resolution on there and i felt like it was yeah you know, I, I was playing it for quite a bit of time on there it was one of my games I was kind of venturing forward on my PC a little bit, so. But I am looking forward to it, uh, whether it's day one. I mean, there's also that Saints Row Three remaster that THQ brought out that I've been kind of waiting to, to pick up too. But um, I might wait till it gets a cheaper price, possibly. we'll we'll see. So.
0: Yeah, I, right. played on, uh, I played it on. I played it on Xbox and I enjoyed it. I I can't remember if I finished the game, but I did like the combat uh the combat was very uh kind of the combat loop as i remember had a it really held me uh kind of got me engrossed into the game so um i'm kind of i'm kind of hemming and hon at that 40 dollar price tag myself but you know that might be a, a black friday a, a, you know acquisition or something like that. Uh, hope-
2: it does come with the dlc too so there's a couple of uh, DLC uh contents that came out afterwards for it. So that, that's included with the the game as well.
1: I'm hopeful that they're going to um I guess I'm hopeful that they're going to do more with this with the um with the system. So maybe we'll get a little bit more with it. But who knows? Officer. Now, hopefully, this will lead
2: to maybe another game in the series, you know, coming up. You know, so I just found it funny too. I was like seeing some talk on Twitter about the uh, bad <laughs> name of the <laughs> remaster, and some people were chiming in saying that they were never paid for like the last couple of payments that they were supposed to get for working on the actual game <laughs> itself, including the composer of the uh, game as well. I think it was Kurt Grant. Grant Hope, I think, is his hmm. name on there, but he's posting on Twitter about it and they're kind of having good chuckles about it because obviously the developer, uh, if you didn't know about that game, it was uh, spearheaded by a baseball pitcher, Kurt Schelling from the Red Sox, but he's a. Uh, they were working on both this game and an MMO at the same time, and yeah. the MMO kind of was a, a money sink for the studio, and the studio eventually did go under on there. Uh, regardless of uh Amal- Kingdom of Amalar's reckonings like uh, success on there and they had had a bunch of money owed to the state of Rhode Island which eventually got the uh, intellectual property rights for the game on there and you know it's as as everything else in the world thq nordic bought intellectual property and has proceeded to remaster it to their liking here so
1: uh, yeah but supposedly they also got the uh the rights to that mmo so oh did they That's uh, yeah if i understand so who knows We might actually be getting an, an mmo uh for Amlar as well i don't know if we're going to or not but you never know yeah, we'll see all right, next thing I just want to talk about is something
2: that was kind of being bandied about a little bit. There was an announcement from a writer for Famitsu saying that they had a big announcement in their next week's issue from Sega on there. and a lot of people just took that ball and ran with it, like you would not even know on there. So I've seen the like uh, brandings for a Sega. Series X on there, uh, a lot of boxes like you know people adding the Sega logo. Their their big grandiose idea was that um, Microsoft couldn't market the Xbox in Japan, so that Sega was going to uh, basically uh, release systems again and release the Xbox in Japan under some sort of Sega branding on there. And <laughs> That'd or, be others. hilarious it it was Dreamcast too it, it wasn't true, but you know, YouTube videos were filmed you know people's attentions were drawn. that's awesome. Other, other big rumor was that Microsoft was gonna buy Sega outright and was gonna announce it in Sumitsu of all places so on there, but what actually got um unveiled uh, there was two things. Uh, there was a Game Gear Mini uh, revealed on there, and this thing is tinier than tiny <laughs> on that. So, And if you want to check it out, it hasn't been announced for U.S. release yet, but uh, I think it might be smaller than the Game Boy Micro. So <laughs> so it might be virtually, in my opinion, unplayable, but we'll have to see when it does come out. I, I think for me, I'm, it's a no-go for me. I don't know about you gentlemen or not with the mini game gear no
0: uh, that's a hard pass for me why no that is Mm -hmm. a hard pass for me because i mean i mean i if i want to play genesis games there's way better options out there yeah it's not even genesis it's game gear games. game gear well i i kind of looked at the game gear as kind of being a portable you know genesis it uh, was actually a portable master system master (laughs) system yeah yeah in that same, in that same, in that same rank, that that same kind of like the Nomad, you know, um, if, if I want to play those games, there's better options out there. So, no. <laughs> yeah, but the big thing that they
2: announced in Famitsu, which is probably only applicable for Japan, is they announced something called fog gaming on there so they're calling an initiative that they're working on and the idea of fog gaming is to connect uh sega-owned game centers throughout japan uh through a cloud server with a user delay of less than one millisecond on there basically what they're planning on doing with this player is at home will be able to play arcade games anytime through cloud gaming on there through a particular um platform, either the PC, existing consoles, uh, maybe online, something similar to Stadia on there, and uh, what they're wanting to do is basically give an ability to connect to arcade machines from your home on there so and connecting through the server of course and that they're going to release new arcade machines specifically made for fog gaming on there that way if you want to play the game while the arcade is open you are able to go down and play as usual uh, at your local arcade but if you want to play at night or uh, some Time when the arcade is not open, you're able to go and basically connect to the um, server remotely and play on your applicable device. On there, So this is what Sega's working on. They're trying to still make the arcade viable in Japan and obviously elsewhere. But to me, this is kind of a cool thing because of the fact that Sega, in, to this day, is still releasing new arcade games in Japan that normally do not even make it over to our consoles or even PC. And I know like they've had the series called Border Break that's been in Japan for quite a few years. It's kind of a virtual on variant on there so and so they want to try to do something to still make game centers in japan uh, viable on there so because they do own a few arcades in japan as well i I just thought this initiative was kind of interesting for one because it seems like arcade gaming has kind of gone in the way of the dodo a bit you know to me if i'm able to play like say Let's throw out a hypothetical Virtua Fighter 6. VI, if they release a new Virtua Fighter, and I'm able to, you know, go to the arcade and play that, and/or you know, be able to go ahead and uh, play online using uh, some sort of uh, way to be able to play that remotely, you know, um, and be able to like, you know, keep my high score. It's like <laughs> I think that technology is very interesting. We'll have to see where it goes and if it has any imp- implement in, implements for you know our side of the world versus japan on that so
1: well it's just the only problem with that is is japan's infrastructure for for like data transference i guess it's supposed to be a lot higher than ours so oh, yeah for sure so yeah, i just don't think we have the just the tech to do it right now or, or for whatever reason i don't know why lazy whatever um i i I just don't know if that's going to happen. I want it to. Don't get me wrong. I think it would be great. Um, You know, because again, I loved going to the arcade. And if we were able to play arcade games, you know, um, virtually, that would still not be the same. But at least we'd probably uh, be able to have like tournaments and then things like um, uh, EVO. You know, might actually, you know, stand a chance. Uh, yeah. Uh, after this whole, you know, uh, pandemic is over. Yeah. So I think it's not a bad idea at all. I think it's a cool idea,
2: really. It's uh, yeah. implement well, you know. I can imagine going to a virtual arcade and maybe checking out games I can't, don't have access to on my normal consoles until a uh, release on home platforms is done on there. So. Mm-hmm or even play Japanese players remotely. You know, God, I mean, I don't know how the lag is going to be, but I know they're talking about this Fog Gaming just being within Japan, I believe. So we'll see how it's implemented as far as cloud service, as far as for fighting games and so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. So, All right. Next thing that caught my eye, I want to kind of mention, is uh, that uh, Square Enix has announced three new... Uh, games based on a Dragon Quest manga from back in the 90s on there. So they have revealed uh, Dragon Quest The Adventure of Dai games on there. There's a couple for, uh, there's one for arcade in Japan, uh, one for mobile, and then there's uh, one for consoles. The one for consoles, uh, it's called Dragon Quest The Adventures of Dai Infinity Strash on there. And they announced it's coming out in 2021. Uh, they did not announce any sort of platforms for the game. Um, it it looks as to be a really cool action RPG, so you're just roam, roaming through the field, hacking and slashing, basically. Uh, very anime-esque, you know, like Dragon Quest 11 style graphics on this. Uh, this is all kind of... Kind of, it's a multimedia project that Square Enix is doing with this particular property. It ran in Shonen Jump in Japan back between like 1989 and 1994, so it's a noted series. And they're actually bringing uh, the they're bringing it out uh, as a weekly anime in Japan as well on TV. So I mean, they're kind of trying to tie everything together on this,
1: possibly even bringing out some toys as well. So. On there, so so honestly, uh, I read that um years ago through uh, uh, they're like called scanlations, yes, yeah. in which people who spoke Japanese would take the comics and then uh, translate them and then and then post the screenshots. Uh, so I read most of it and it's pretty fun, like, I enjoyed the crap out of it. So, so for them to actually be releasing that. I'm actually here for it. Like I was like, oh damn! When Joe sent me the trailer for it, I was like, Whoa, this is cool. But then, I, of course, I immediately got sad because I'm thinking, oh, we're not gonna get it, man. you know? Because you know, I'm still waiting for uh, Dragon Quest Ten. So yeah, but um, so I was just kind of like, oh, maybe it'll be good, maybe it won't. I don't know. But either way, I think it's fantastic. So uh, sign me up. Let's do it. Yeah, I
2: think uh, there's going to be enough uh, wherewithal between uh, the anime probably being released here in some capacity and the game will probably be released here as well on there. I know they look to release most Dragon Quest properties here, even though I know as popular as they are, they kind of reach the bargain bin at some point here. I wish they were more popular than they currently are, but, you know, you get what you get on there. So at least they are taking the time to release these games here. So. And it looks pretty cool, so I'll have to keep an eye out for that. So 2021, though, so I'll have to kind of remember through all the system launches and so on and so forth. Keep an eye on it next year. So,
1: oh, I'm definitely gonna keep my eye on it. Like, I oh, just me too. it looks me too, yeah. so much fun. And again, having it be a part of uh, something that I like re- that makes me want. Ho- hopefully, that they're gonna be releasing the actual manga over here. So that's what that's what I would that's really what i want to read like i want to see the manga yeah. again personally you know and so yeah bring it over let's do this yes they could probably bring some other old manga
2: in other properties i mean if anything i could i could see a new yuyu huck show coming
1: out or something. oh I've that's seen. old old oh lord that's oh, that's old old mm. i don't even know I... if most people listening even know what that is so <laughs> All right. Next thing that kind of caught my attention is uh... actually. Hold on, Kevin. Do you have any thoughts about that? Or about Dragon Quest? Do you do you like? Are you kind of okay with that, or were you like, what? You know, no, thank you. I was I'm wondering because this is like that's I mean, it, normally it's a turn-based RPG, but it looks like this is going to be much more action-oriented. So yeah, I I I hate to use the, the the comparison of like, Kakarot, but you know, I think it would be better than than than
0: that. If it's like Kakarot, that's a hard path. Well, yeah, but... Uh, but you know, no, it's not. It the I I didn't see then. I didn't see the trailer. I didn't okay. get a chance to see it. Um, I don't know. It it it. i I would have to I would have to be enticed by the game systems because yeah. I have no connection with Dragon Quest. Okay, all right.
1: So okay. no, I I'd Have
0: to be about with the game is for me is I'd have to judge it on on the actual gameplay loop. Yeah. Okay, bad. totally totally perfect.
1: Yeah,
2: Good deal. Well, maybe get a chance to take a look at that trailer and uh, let us know what you think. So, mm-hmm. Alright, next thing I want to bring up, uh, there is a particular game that was released for Xbox uh, a couple of... Years ago, called uh, Super Lucky's Tale. It's like a really cutesy uh, platforming game with a uh, two tailed fox on there. Uh, it's kind of a love letter to classic uh, 3D platformers like Jack and Daxter, Ratchet and Clank on there and so they wanted to bring an updated version of that game for the switch about six months ago called uh, new super lucky's tale but uh, surprisingly uh the developer playful studios i guess is kind of out of the microsoft and xbox loop because they are going to be bringing the game out for uh, playstation 4 both physically and digitally and also uh, releasing new super lucky's tale for xbox one digitally on that this summer on that so so it's going to be released and uh, if you're interested in this game definitely keep an eye out for it Uh, i just thought it was interesting because i wanted to maybe possibly check out the switch version of this game and knowing it's coming out for playstation 4 i think i will grab it there so so wait hasn't this game already been out
0: oh yeah yeah so why are they re-releasing it for the xbox one
2: They are Mm. they are releasing it for the Xbox One as well. Yeah. No, but why are they?
0: why it's already out on the Xbox One?
2: This is new. This is a. It's like a
1: a sequel to original version. Oh, so it's like when they when they redid Ratchet and Clank. Then you just said that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Because this is this game was originally like a like a, a. Produced from like it was supposed to be like a VR for one of the yeah. one of the VR headsets on PC or something. Yeah, like it was, that.
2: A, it was an originally an Oculus Rift.
0: Game. Yeah, an Oculus Rift game. Then they called it New Super Lucky's Tale when it originally launched on <laughs> on Xbox. well that's just, Now called. they're calling it new, the same New Super lucky Tale, and they're re-releasing it on the. I don't understand.
2: It's it's a new version of the game. the The original game on Oculus was Lucky's Tale. And then Xbox picked it up, and they called it Super Lucky's Tale, which was released for Xbox One and PC.
0: That's currently on Game Pass at the moment. I um, that there. they called it New Super Lucky's Tale because it, it because of its Oculus roots. They want to differentiate it from the Oculus version. I swear that's what they call it.
2: No, and then they released the New Super Lucky's Tale, which is an updated version of the Super Lucky's Tale <laughs> Yeah. that came out for the switch about six months ago and so now they are circling back and releasing it for the xbox one but they're also bringing it out for the playstation
0: 4 as well
1: so, so I, I have it for the switch that's why i was like i don't
0: get this <laughs> uh, I don't, yeah I still that's weird and it is this is whatever <laughs> okay yeah sure All right,
2: next thing I want to bring up uh, is about uh, that said system. It's the Xbox Series X on there. And so they wound up Microsoft publishing an Xbox Wire post about their plans for the backwards compatibility uh, for the system on there. And so they're stating that uh, backwards compatible games will run natively on the Series X hardware, running at the full power of the GPU, CPU, and the SSD. There is not going to be No boost mode, no downclocking the full power of the Series X for each and every backward compatible game on there. They're saying that uh, all titles will run at the peak performance they are originally designed for, many times even higher performance than the game saw in the original launch platform, resulting in higher and more steady frame rates and rendering at the maximum res and visual quality on there. They said Mm -hmm. backwards compatible titles will also see significant reductions in in in-game load times, on there due to the uh, nvme ssd on there and they are going to implement a feature that will enable the platform to add hdr support to backwards compatible games that weren't programmed for so even back to um, original xbox uh, they are gonna add hdr support to those titles as well on there uh, with the um, power of the operating system that's built into the Series X on there. They're also going to be creating uh, the ability to be able to double the frame rate on a select set of titles from 30 frames to 60 frames per second or 60 frames to 120 frames per second as well on there. So there's a lot of work and I've got to kind of give it up to the back compatible team at Xbox. I think uh, between all the platforms they probably have worked the most to get generation games onto the system so you know and it's i don't know if this is something that is making you guys look towards a series x or not and it's kind of kind of making me think about as well but i'm not sure how, above and beyond how much greater it's going to run the games than the current uh, xbox one x is currently running back compat games but you know as often as i play back compat like original xbox games i don't play them much so i'm not sure if that's something where i'm just like oh my god it, kev if they wanted to busting up mech warrior on series x with like you know 4ks and hdr lighting and all that it's
0: just still not enough right i don't i don't know what you're again it, it's like i that's all well and good but I don't buy a new console to play old games. Nah. It's, a great, it's a great... No, I mean... <laughs> no, no, that's right. That is, like, 100%. Great, yes. It's a great thing to have. <laughs> it's a great feature to have. And the fact that they're going back and saying, hey, you can play all all your games from your original Xbox One, 360... I'm not original. Well, when I say Xbox One, I mean the original Xbox... 360 and Xbox One. Just tell you how silly that, that, that. anyway, all those (laughs) games, can you, you can play on, on, on this console is great. It's fantastic. But what am I going to be playing new now? When this, when this, if this box is sitting on my entertainment center, am I still just going to be stuck with Halo gears and Forza? What else are you going to do for me? Grounded. (laughs) <laughs> oh, grandma Gr- Gr- will be out on
1: june the 9th sorry <laughs> all them what is it 17 studios microsoft got S- uh 16 16 studios, studios? yes
2: uh, all cranking out first party content will off there the you scene. go yeah
0: but i i mean you know again i i'm still i'm you know i'm i've got the one x right now and i'm and the only thing i use it for is to play games from freaking 2005 and 2007 namely ninja gaiden black <laughs> ninja gaiden 2 and at some point ninja gaiden 3 yeah That's so
1: asking. so i have to just say this like i i have to give it to kev like cuz when joe and i took our little vacation to 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 X Xbot land j- uh, Kevin came up with us, and then he like he hung out with us, you know, for a minute. But I can tell, Kevin, you were not enjoying it. You're just kind of like, Ugh, you know, because you, because like you're just like, mm, you know, because like you seriously were just playing all the all the older games. So I guess it's like. And please correct me if I'm wrong, but it felt like you were just not really into it, and I
0: was just like, and I was just like, okay, you know. And I then... was trying to well, see, I was trying to get into Fantasy Star, yeah, because I did try that, but the menus, nah, I I can't do them menus. Yeah, if it would have played, been like the the what I remember Fantasy Star being on the Dreamcast, I'd have been all about it. But them MMO, MMO RPG like menus, menu for menus for menus sake, nah, I can't do that. Yeah. Um, but going through there and actually like legitimately trying to find something to play on the Xbox one uh, on the on the current generation is just oh man, I remember this on 360. Yeah. Oh man, I remember this on the original Xbox. Let me check that out. Is it on Game Pass? Yes, no? Okay, oh, I'm gonna play that. That's not why you buy a new console.
1: Mm, that's why you buy uh, Steam, huh? That's, that's, I mean, I mean, it, you
0: know, that's it's not. I mean, you you buy a new console for new games, new game experiences, sequels to existing games that push the boundaries of what they of what the prior the prior ones did. You don't you don't go and drop five hundred bucks, four hundred bucks, five hundred bucks. On, on new hardware to go back and visit games from two generations ago. I, I mean I mean hey if, if 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 that's what other people do, hey more power to you. I'm not here to tell you how to enjoy the gaming hobby. It, you know different different things for different people. But when I'm if I'm going to go to Best Buy or GameStop or Amazon and drop my 400 500 on a console I'm looking forward to new games, new experiences, new new adventures. You know, I'm not I'm it, would it be dope if the PS5 could play everything from PS1 through PS4? That would be awesome. But that's not the main reason why I'm buying this game. And if and if and if Sony came out and said, "Look, um all we're doing is all we're doing is all we're doing is ps4 backwards compatibility we, we we're we not you know ps1 ps2 ps3 it's, it's it, ain't, it ain't happening captain i'm cool with that i'm cool with that or even i'll go this far if they said hey you know it, we're not really you know we're not some of your games from PS4 are going to work. Some of your games from PS4 ain't going to work. You may want to hold on to that Slim or that Pro. I'm cool with that because the first... When I go and I buy a new console, I want new games. If 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 those old games really mean that much to me, I can hold on to the hardware. You know, that, 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 that's just what I think. But, you know, like you said... Kudos to that backwards compatible team. They work their butts off. They earn their pay. Okay. They are making. They are making this the most. You know. Uh, uh, impressive. Retro pie ever put on the market. Mm. <laughs> mm. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. But mm. I'm, until I see some new stuff. That's. that's uh, I, this is what you're giving me here. Well, that, you know, this is going
2: to be like the side dish, hopefully, not the main dish on here. Unfortunately, we don't know everything that Microsoft has up the bat for the Xbox Series X software lineup on there. But, uh, you know, to me, if if they knock it out of the park and have all this back back compat stuff on the top, then it might be a day one confirmed for me, at least on here, if it's... uh, point that uh you know that their game lineup's kind of wishy-washy or it's like forza gears and halo plus whatever else you know that they want to add on the top and then it's kind of be where i hold on to my xbox one x and kind of see where things go from that point so it just depends how everything kind of proceeds for me at least on there i know you des you're not going to pick up it up right away uh because of you know I know you've always stated you know, don't want the the latest and the greatest. You just want to play some games on there. Well, I, I the just thing. don't
1: need the latest and the greatest. So it's like yeah, hmm. so. for sure.
2: All right, we'll keep an eye on that. We're going to see more about the Series X coming up probably in July, as far as the first party lineup. So man, in, including such titles as Grounded, which is <laughs> going to be out on the <laughs> open <laughs> open demo next week. So. Oh. Gosh, I I mean, I
0: mean, here, you know, and I just I'll just say if if Xbox shows me something that I want to play, I would be more interested in acquiring the system. But on the other hand, I've got a gaming PC. And a gaming PC that I that I could be I could use that money to buy a Series X to simply upgrade because all those games are coming to PC day and date. So I just have to juggle my physical, my, my, the physical discs that I have for Xbox, you know, from Xbox One, Xbox 360, and being able to go to play those and juxtapose that against just, well, let me, do I go ahead and upgrade my gaming PC um, and just kind of bounce and try to figure out, you know, make the, make the smartest move for me and, on that point. But I mean, if they've got games that that I want to play, I'm gonna play them. It's not like I—it's not like I'm not going to. But yeah, plus we could got you gotta, you gotta give me—you gotta give me something to work with here. For sure. And Halo, Gears, and Forza ain't gonna cut it. And with their current philosophy, with
2: their systems, it's like you—they you, could knock it out of the park with this lineup. And you can play all those games on the Xbox One X. So I mean, it's
0: just. Well, that's Depend- a whole, whole other ball of wax that don't make any sense either. I know it's not part of the the, the article here, but you know, it, their whole their whole Xbox's methodology for next gen is just counter to everything that I want from a next gen console at this point. You know, we'll see in July, but as of right now, everything that they're doing is counteractive to what i expect from a next generation console you know and and that's 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 just that's that's just the reality of it it is like and like i've said not every everything is not for everybody and that's perfectly fine oh for sure
2: all right i got one last bit of news then we could get on to our main event um SNK has announced Samurai Showdown Neo Geo Collection is going to be launching for PC via the Epic Game Store on June the 11th and on Steam on June 18th on there and then um, on the Steam Epic Game Store you're going to be able to pick up that game for free on Epic Game Store from June 11th all the way up to June 18th so uh, this game's been developed uh, between SNK and developer Digital Eclipse and so it's going to feature all the Neo Geo uh, Samurai Showdown games in a new collection. On that, um, it's going to add an, a new exclusive game that was unearthed. Uh, there's a uh, obviously Samurai Showdown 1, 2, 3, 4, and 5, but uh, there is a uh, version of Samurai Showdown 5 called Samurai Showdown 5 Perfect. That was only a released, uh, test release in a Japanese arcade one day <laughs> back in 2004. I guess the story came to be that SNK, uh, the producer of Samurai Showdown 5, was working on a, another revision to the game that they were working on on the side, unbeknownst to SNK at the time. Uh, they happened to get the uh, build that they had out to one Japanese arcade. <sighs> On there, SNK got wind of it and pulled the game uh, at that arcade after one day of being out on the floor. On there, no one heard anything else about this version of the game since. On there, uh, Digital Eclipse wound up was working with SNK to bring this collection out, and then the collection's going to include a lot of uh, notes, designer like you know so on and so forth as far as you know, everything. But what they wound up doing with Samurai Shodown 5 Perfect is that they were talking to the producer of the game and they were trying to find out what happened with it. And they wound up finding that they found one of the developers had the game on a bunch of f- a few floppy disks that they had. <laughs> and they managed to pull the ROM off the... Uh, floppy disks that they found with the particular title on there and they will manage to compile it and they translate it into english like literally in 48 hours like two days to <laughs> release it on this collection so so to, to me that just shows the kind of uh uh Background as far as the research that they've done in the, this collection on there. Um, they also added uh, some, you know, obviously backwards compatible like um, net code into the game, so you'd be able to play this game online with friends on there. So I'm definitely looking forward to this title uh, quite a bit. I think uh, playing some Samurai, 5, Samurai Showdown 1 and 2
1: with you, Dez, kind of would probably bring back a memory or two. <laughs> you know, so i'm just surprised when i heard that there was this whole new like game or thing or this whole like i was like wait what yeah yeah i was like wow um there's, there's three versions of
2: samurai showdown five so there was samurai showdown five samurai showdown five special and then samurai showdown five perfect on there so and it features a brand new story and an ending on there and it was indeed the final game made for the Neo Geo console on that so yeah but, I'm but, just like wow that's crazy yeah it's going to retail for 40 bucks uh, obviously it's going to be free on Epic Game Store for a week so I'll definitely grab it there on there uh, there is probably going to be a, some sort of, I of doing some digging there is a collector's edition with the Neo Geo styled chalk box and an art book that is available from Picks and Love Publishing which is a publisher out of France at the moment it's uh, retailing for around I think 75 euros which would be around 80 bucks on there so if you want to pick it up from there I know doing my research because I tried to order that and was unsuccessful but found out that SNK is going to eventually go through limited run games to get uh, that same set published in the US on there. So if you are looking to grab a physical version of this game, it is in the works on there. And so but uh, yeah I'm excited for it. I don't know if you guys are, but you know, I've I've gotten multiple versions of Samurai Showdown already on my consoles, but this gives me a good excuse to circle back to it and you know,
0: finally play some fighting games for once. So
2: mm.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'll definitely be picking it up. I'll, I'll most likely just get the digital download though. Oh,
2: I got to get all my collector on on this bad boy. So <laughs> I met Desmond because of Samurai Showdown, so it just brings back some memories. So,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so good. I, I'm the the fact that they're putting that perfect Samurai Showdown Five Perfect is really dope. Uh, I, I I I I've never even heard of Samurai Showdown Five Perfect. You know, well, I never heard. Of I guess it most people didn't because it only was out for a day. <laughs> yeah, you know, in one Japanese arcade. But I think that's that—that that is like the deepest of deep cuts right there.
2: Oh, I've got to give it up to Digital Eclipse. It's kind kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. Some people were crabbing that Samurai Showdown Six wasn't on there, but Samurai Showdown Six was not a Neo Geo title. It was made for. Uh, uh, I think the Adams wave system which is based off of the Dreamcast it was the Sega Sammy system that they did based on the Dreamcast board on there so uh, so that's not included but if you want to get your samurai showdown 6 fixed that's like a back compact game on PlayStation 4 PS2 on PS4 title that you could check out as well so
0: all right so that is our news for the episode well, all right, so well, thank you for bringing that uh gaming information to our listeners, Trader Joe. so we've got a main event here um I, unfortunately, my computer is not opening these links, so <laughs> to, to someone who to someone who has access to that uh well, i
2: we to go ahead and I'll go into a little bit on here. So My Arlene, apologies. But, you know, that's okay. It's, okay. it's all good. So, basically, we were putting a question out there to the audience on there regarding, because the PlayStation 5 reveal was normally scheduled for this uh, past Thursday on there. It's still coming in the next couple of weeks, but... Uh, You know, our question basically was proposing what one thing you know, game service or OS feature would you want to see the most for the PlayStation Five reveal on there? So we did get some responses, but to kind of cover a little bit the links that are in the outline, Kevin, are kind of just going by what's the story so far on the PlayStation Five on there. So obviously, uh, the Dual Sense controller was revealed a couple of. I think about six to eight weeks ago on there. But uh, I know through gameindustry.biz, Sony's uh, CEO, Jim Ryan, commented a few things to them. There's a nice long article there. So definitely, if you want to get your read on, on there, definitely check it out. And they made a couple of statements about kind of giving some clues as far as the unveiling that's coming up. But he said that, Uh, The PlayStation 5's price will reflect its value rather than making it the cheapest price. And so that's like what they stated. This is the quote. I think the best way we can address this is by providing the best possible value proposition we can. I don't necessarily mean lowest price. Value is a combination of many things in our area. It means games means the number of games, the depth of games, breadth of games, quality of games, price of games, all of these things and how they avail themselves to the feature set of the platform on there. So and they mentioned two regarding PlayStation 4 games. And they mentioned the fact that they have no plans to do any cross-generational titles which differs from the philosophy from what Microsoft is doing. Um, he stated in the same article, we have our, always said that we believe in generations. We believe that when you go to all the trouble of creating a next-gen console, that it should include features and benefits that the previous generation does not include. In that, in our view, people should make games that m- can make the most of those features. on there." So we made a comment on... That stating that and they said that uh after um last of us 2 and ghost of Tsushima, that they are not going to be releasing any further uh, big first party titles on the playstation 4 that they're all going to be strictly on the playstation 5 on that so and then last but not least they did state too that uh all PlayStation 4 games from here on out, after July thirteenth, must be uh, able to run on the PlayStation 5. On there, so, so, so they want to make sure that any PlayStation 4 titles from this point forward can work on the PlayStation 5. On there, so, which
1: is good. You know, I yeah. thinking that's a really good thing. It's what people wanted. I think it's a little bit too late, but uh, it's good to see it like I'm 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 I am happy to see it. So yeah. um well what what this is basically is just want to make sure that the
2: developer does the legwork cuz right now they are working on doing the legwork for prior release games for the PlayStation 4. They stated back in March that the overwhelming majority of the 4000 plus PlayStation 4 titles will be playable on PlayStation 5 and that they're testing hundreds of titles and preparing to test thousands more on that they're de- evaluating games on the title-by-title title basis to spot any issues that need adjustment uh, from the original software developers. So, Cool. So so there is a couple awesome. modes. There's like a legacy mode and an enhanced mode that uh, the PlayStation 5 will run PlayStation 4 games in, depending on the title. So
1: Oh, so I guess not everything can be up or something? Or made yeah. to look good? Correct. That's that
0: yeah. boost mode that Mark Cerny was talking about, that everybody yeah. was like so... Confused over. He said, "There's going to be at launch. There's going to be like a hundred games that are going to utilize the functionality of the PS5. They're working on a hundred top give those top games. Yeah, They're going at to the be able to utilize, yeah. yeah, to utilize uh the PS5's feature set. You know, the SSD and the throughput and you know reduced loading times, all that, all that stuff. Um, Should so all know, be smoother." resolution and all that stuff but you're going to be able to just put your backlog on like a regular external uh, uh, hard drive and just play it as it was on either PS4 Pro or your standard PS4 and without problem. That's that's, that's pretty much what he
1: said. So how much is that going to cost or is that part of it?
0: No that's that's just the ability of of the system. Oh, yeah, that's okay. the system itself. That's what yeah. it's going to be able to do. I know, I, I mean, figured you'll that. You'll have but... to provide you'll have to provide the external hard drive, I'm sure, because this is this console is SSD based. But you just plug the hard plug the external <clears throat> into the back and, you know, there you go. You put all your your PS4 games there and you'll be playing them off of that hard disk, not the SSD, but those one top 100 games that they are utilizing PS5 features for. Will be able to be played off the SSD and utilizing the PS5's feature set.
1: Cool, that's awesome. So, are those games going to be free, or
0: uh, well, those, if you already got them,
1: that's a joke. Yeah, because like I figure, because <laughs> I because I know that I know because the, the the one thing that why people do certain things is there is, I, I, you hope in the bottom of your heart, you hope that it's for you know consumer loyalty or or because you know uh because they they like us or that we're awesome and all that other good stuff but the reality of it was i think that they looked at the metrics and uh the xbox was making money off their of that backwards compatibility because people were buying these games two and three times i don't know why i do it i don't know why you do it i think that would be a great a great conversation for a main event uh, why you feel the need to buy a game over again wh- for a new system or for a new generation? Like, why you feel the need to do that? Because I know I've done it, but but if you're gonna back do this backwards compatibility and have me, you know, and have me be able to do that, how many of you actually still have like large collections of these old games? Because I don't like I I don't like I I I I'm one of those people where where if I can't use it, you know uh i'm becoming a person that 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 is a collector but but like but like for the average joe you know not the joe that's here he's not average (laughs) um you have to buy these games again to utilize that so is this to is this to help out the secondary market are all these games going to be digital on their store if so How much are they going to cost? Uh, Is this some shady deal with GameStop? You know, that way GameStop can start bringing out these games that they probably have, you know, in a whole bunch of warehouses, you know, in the South or something, you know? Uh,
2: No, no, no. GameStop's trying to blow
1: out their collection of used games at the moment. Well, again, I, I, again, that was a joke, but but I'm just saying, you know, there's got to be a reason aside from the money, because you know it was the money, number one, is the money. But but I just think about this. It's like it's great to have the ability to do backwards compatibility, but at the same time, it's like if you don't have the games or you don't have, you're not a collector, then then why, you know? And then. And then if you do want to play those games, like how much are they gonna cost? Like is it gonna well, be five it would bucks? Cost
2: is... Normal prices if they were in the PlayStation store to begin with.
1: So. Yeah, but some of those prices are like 10, ten bucks. Like, you know, and I'm thinking, do I really wanna to... like is my nostalgia that strong? And then you think about it, and for some people it is. And for and depending on the game, like like if I was able to play Klonoa, you know, just 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 throwing it out there. If I was able to play Klonoa for like 5.99 99 on my super the greatest, you know, PS4, or PS5, would I do that? I'm thinking, hmm, you know, that's an interesting thing, considering that I owned it already, and I played it already, and I beat it already, you know, would I do that? That's always the thing that, that's always that kind of line, you know, for doing remasters, like, like, is this, like, what's gonna, hit I don't know it's just it's just a good thought experiment when you talk about you know backwards compatibility you know and oh. I think I would love for us to do a poll or something of our listeners to ask them you know do you have like are you a collector do you have a ton of PS you know PS you know 2 PS 3 PS 1 you know games that you could utilize this because because if you can't then we all have to buy them from the the we all have to buy them from the digital store, and then how much is that going to be?
2: That's well, all. Right now, the there's no prior backwards compatibility that's been announced other than PlayStation Four. So
1: keep that in mind on there. I think no. I think I think they're going to go for it. Like if if you can do PS4, why not do PS3? You know as well. There they haven't, some, they the haven't announced it yet. That's but... The
0: biggest hurdle is the cell architecture in the PS3. Oh, that's oh. why we didn't get into the PS4. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what one of the things that Cerny was talking about in his lecture was. And again, this is all this was all supposed to be at GDC anyway. That none of this stuff was intended for the the general gamer. But the idea is if you can pull the logic from these prior generation systems and put it on the chip as a firm at like firmware, mm-hmm. then any kind of cost down that you do for future iterations of that of that current of that what will be then current generation system in this case the PS5, it's already it's it's on the chip set. So mm-hmm. they, it's okay. not like, when they because before they were literally putting the emotion engine in the PS3. That's why it played PS2 games, and and they put the literal engine from the PS1 games from the PS1, and, and uh, into the PS3 to allowed you to play the, the you know those PS1 yeah. through, P, through PS2. Because it was hard baked. Yeah, it was. It was, it was no, it it was the uh, the the chip from the from that PS2. The emotion engine was on the circuit board of the PS3. Yeah, so literally just, like, so put when they it do in. a cost down, they pull that out to say, hey, now the PS3 is cheaper. Oh, by the way, you lose your native backwards compatibility. But don't worry, we'll throw some of those games on the store and you can buy them again. Mm. When you're pulling the logic, when you're putting the logic on the chipset, there's anything any kind of cost da- cost down, future cost down is eliminated because it's already there
2: okay. and it's
0: not it's not an element that can be physically pulled off the chipset
2: okay. well, i know on the playstation 3 they eventually went to software backwards compatibility versus the chipset backwards compatibility and so uh the system still ran prior ps2 and ps1 games but it wasn't every game per se that ran i know all ps1 games run on ps3 but ps2 is kind of spotty depending if the software backwards compatibility supported it or not. So Mm. on that, but, well, you know, as far as PS5 itself, though, I mean, I know I talked about on the show previously, I was hoping that they do go back to PS1. I mean, if they did, I could see, like you were saying, Desmond, do I need to buy these games again? And that's maybe what, you know, they should do with PlayStation Now on there. Right now, PlayStation Now has uh ps4 ps3 and uh some ps2 games it's mainly the ps2 games that they re-released on ps4 like you know all the games there in the store like mark a cree rogue galaxy uh like the uh everybody's tennis you know all the mm-hmm. back some of the uh, backwards stuff on there so would you want them to build their playstation now library to include PS1, PS2 games, maybe not make them able to purchase, but to be able to just uh, subscribe to the service and grab all these old games on the service possibly instead.
1: Well, hell, that's what that's what Xbox did, Microsoft did. So, I, I mean, hey, at this point, probably, you know, I mean, I don't know. Uh, again, that that goes into the whole games as a service model. So, again, we could. There's so many iterations that could happen, and I can guarantee you almost 100 percent that they've thought about all of this um, in 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 ways to maximize their dollars for this PS5. Um, so and then and then you have to think about it. Like if you're looking so much into 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 backwards compatibility, are you are you not? are you running the risk of showing um, no confidence in the future of gaming if you're if you're trying to pull this stuff back or or, or or are you trying to like 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 what's the reasoning behind this you know aside from money it's not always money but are they trying to reconnect with gamers to say okay you know because I don't think that games now are are, are um. Are not selling as hot as they used to, you know? So, so the need for backwards compatibility, you know, it's like, it's like, what, what's the reasoning for it? Like, why do you need to have it? Like, why is this a, a sale sell, selling point for, for this system? Because Kevin's already stated very eloquently, I don't need to buy a new system to play 10, 12, 15 20 year old games i just don't need to do that that's not what it should be for and i totally agree with him so so if but if they're putting so much emphasis on it like why like are they just not do they just don't care or 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 don't think that the 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 new games that are coming out are coming out fast enough um are they Are is it because they don't think that games are going to be good enough you know i, I I don't know. You know, it's just—it's just a good thought experiment to think about when you're when you're when you're asking yourself why should I buy that? Like what or or, or why are they doing that?
0: Well, here's the thing, and this is why I call Phil Spencer a corporate wizard. Uh he, he has made it to where your old stuff is the new stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I mean, really, I mean, because mm-hmm. in every metric that I've seen published by any reliable source, they're saying that most people don't go back and play old games off their off their new their new hardware. Um, Sony has said that. I want to say I've 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 seen Microsoft has said that most people want most people are playing new content on that current generation hardware for the most part, but. In Xbox's case, they've gone almost an entire generation with hardly giving people any new games. They've relied heavily on third party, and they've painted themselves into a corner where they're getting ready to they, they're getting ready to go into a next generation, and your hottest game is going to be grounded. Mm. Um. Yeah, you know, I mean, ideally, it's a Halo Halo Five or six, Halo Six is or Infinite, whatever they're calling that, is going to be launching with a new game. But since freaking Gears of War, you know that Gears of that last Gears of War game, there's been nothing first party AAA. And when you're telling people, hey, we've got this this super hot, super powerful console for you to buy and it's going to cost X amount of dollars with proprietary SSDs and all this wonderful stuff. Great piece of tech, great kit. Um, what are we? What are people going to play on it? Yeah, well, we've already told them, don't expect from the ground up uh, Series X games for two years. They've already said that. Every game that comes out has got to support the base Xbox One as well people forget that it's not just the one X it's the base fat VHS VCR looking Xbox one that has to be in that has to be supported for every new first party game that comes out as well. So, you know, so you're not going to see the full potential for the next two years. So, wow, we've already got this back the this back compat team working. Let's just, You know, since the 360 was the glory days of Xbox anyway, let's just make this a main feature for Xbox going forward. Being able to play old games in better graphical performance fidelity than you could when those games first came out. That's that's I think that's what it what it all boils down to, because whatever hotness they've got going right now with these new studio acquisitions, for the next two years, two years, it's got to support the base Xbox One. So we gotta have people, we gotta have some great third, you know, first party, wonderful and and third party games that are just going to make people long for the glory days of xbox where are you going to find that you're going to find that in the xbox 360 library which is arguably the best console that microsoft has ever put out aside from red ring of death um as far as software lineup goes first first second and third party support
2: well, let's let's kind of circle back because we want to focus on the PlayStation Five reveal, and that's one thing we're asking our listeners as well on there. So, and then the question really is, what one thing are you looking forward to with the PlayStation Five reveal? Anything? It could be a game, a service, an OS feature. Okay. Uh, Des, do you have any one thing that you know you would want to see with the new system coming out?
1: Mm, let me. Th- I-, I thought about this before. But there wasn't really anything that, that I, I really thought about except for more support for indies. Um, I'm thinking there's a lot of game, smaller, independent uh, studios that could use the exposure. And I know that Steam, yeah, you know, to a less, much lesser extent, Epic, uh, really showcases that and the only only other platform to do that save Microsoft is the Switch and i think there's a ton of really quality good quality you know independent games out there and i'm thinking if 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 these bigger consoles were able to give them more uh, more uh, exposure? Vis- yeah exposure and visibility i think that that would be fantastic um just because uh, I, I I love them and I would love to see more uh, of these kind of indie, uh, uh pixel pixel like games, you know, um, kind of, or or whatever, you know, just kind of come in and 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 be in their shop, you know. I think yeah. that's the one thing that I would like.
2: Sony has been de-emphasizing indies for the last few years. Uh, I think and it's horrible kind of remember correctly uh, they had independent games on their stage at one e3 i think 2014 e3 if i'm not mistaken where they had a few creators up on stage on there and then they had a few people at in sony internal that were um working with independent studios but it was kind of de-emphasized a bit on there they were more working on marketing with the, uh, you know uh, obviously call of duty and other tentpole titles on there that—that's uh, why a lot of the indie developers wound up uh, going over to the Switch, mainly for console, and obviously their uh, usual, you know, outlets on PC on there, which is mainly Steam on there and other um, stores as well on there. So in Xbox, they do a good job with their Xbox uh, indies thing as they have curated a few games on there, including Deep Rock Galactic on there because of the fact that they have a uh, like a system to where they could run open betas where PlayStation normally does not have that. That's the reason why they decided to bring Deep Rock Galactic out for Xbox first is because they were doing it kind of as a um, in-development kind of style where they were still working on the game when they released it. So they released it like and then like an open beta kind of thing. So on that. But we'll see. Uh, I know Shuhei Yoshida, uh, the noted Sony executive, has been basically promoted to work with independent developers within PlayStation. So a lot of the VR games right now are being uh, basically done by a lot of independent studios. But I know you wanting to see more five, ten, fifteen dollar games from like you know one like. Uh, one or two three man developers you know, kind of like what we saw placing this PlayStation experience a couple of years ago on there and I think the lack of outlet for these indie developers the lack of Sony to run these shows as they used to run these shows on there hopefully they will circle and get back to that a little bit in, kind of grow then from there so
1: yeah you know like the like when we were at um pax last year you know just seeing the big indie show and just stuff like that like i i think i think there's there is room enough for 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 everybody so yeah you know yeah
2: okay let's go ahead and we'll before i circle over to you kevin let's go and read a couple of our listeners uh answers to this so lick uh Vic, excuse me lick <laughs> <laughs> Vic, uh also known on twitter as lego bro uh answered i would like a radical change to the ui it's been the same for two generations i can see that <laughs> i can see that too i booted up playstation 3 like i think a few weeks ago and man that thing is slower than molasses man so and i think the ui for playstation 4 has kind of gone the same way on there and you know i just want to see what they could think about one for it being snappy and two you know make it a bit different on there you know i want to be able to see i mean the blades on xbox 360 is probably my favorite os of any system ever on there and see all my Xbox this is coming out man it really is <laughs> put it away please ah! put it away <laughs> well what's your what you guys feeling on the ui on the ps4 and then what's your favorite
0: ui if they don't change anything from the ps4 i really don't care um I like the cross media bar. I it's what mm. I'm used to. It's what I like. Um, I don't. It, and I don't really see because the only th- I I just use the, see the UI as a means to get to my content. And as long as it's simple, as long as it gets me to my content quickly efficiently, I'm good. I've never been lost on the PS3 or PS4 UI. It was intuitive. I've never been lost for that matter on the switch UI, because it, in many ways, it mimics the 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 cross media bar, and in, in the way it does things. So, as long as that is as long as that is maintained, they could just copy and paste the P, the cross media bar from the PS4, just make it you know like you were saying, a little snappy, a little quicker. I'm good. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't I don't buy a console for the UI. Well, I Lego just bro it be, wants, I just need it to be effective in getting me to my content.
1: I think yeah, yeah I think I have always liked the Switches, um UI, it's very clean. But uh yeah, I I, I out of all three of them, I prefer PS4 is the best. It's just it's easier to navigate, you know. I don't know why. It's just and then when we were playing the um 360, like or sorry, when we were playing the Xbox Xbox, <laughs> sorry, the, when we were playing the Xbox, it was just, I don't know, like something about that, something about it, I mean, they do stuff better than, than Microsoft, Microsoft sorry, Microsoft does stuff better than Sony, and Sony does stuff better than Microsoft, but as far as the UI configuration goes, I don't know, I like, I don't know, I, I just like uh, PS4s, maybe it's because I'm just used to it, but hey, eh, nothing wrong with that yeah i was kind of learning a little bit with the, but you know, that's just xbox a thing it's like i always seem to have to like relearn the xbox you know their stuff i was like i don't know why it just, it just never sticks with me maybe because i don't play it enough but it just never sticks with me it's crazy yeah i was starting to make you know individual
2: tabs for games on there but you know it's it's like in, unless you're like kind of digging into the os a little bit it's kind of esoteric you know so and my thing is, if they clean up the UI, I think that would be something that's good. I think there's a lot of features on there that people don't use, like the communities feature, uh, like you know the thing where you do your own message boards, and then obviously even though they tried to do something with those tournaments and making like some play dates on there with the calendar option, that that didn't really take off either. I, you know, if anything, uh, implements in the actual OS itself, um, I want to see some Discord integration. I think that would be awesome on there. So you're gonna take an outstanding like uh, a phone-based message board-based like you know program like Discord and add it right into the OS. I think that would be uh, a big
1: deal in my opinion. So
2: that's why I'm hoping at least so for OS-wise. So. All
1: right. Alrighty, so from our next uh, person, uh, we got it from Chaffee, who is uh, that Chaffee. Uh, So please, uh, thanks, Chaffee, for for, um, letting us know. Uh, So Chaffee says, I would like a firm release date uh, with a, quote-unquote, you-can-pre-order-today statement, a rebranded, quote-unquote, PS Now, and a new Resistance game. That's a lot. I mean, it doesn't sound like a lot, but Choppy, he—you really wanted some stuff. Like, so what are your what are your thoughts about that, guys?
0: Yeah, I'm down with a new Resistance game for sure.
1: Oh, uh, me too. Resistance Three is probably my
2: favorite single player out of it. The uh, man, I played the uh, freaking shit out of Resistance Two, especially Resistance Two multiplayer. Uh, it used to be my go to, go to for team deathmatch and deathmatch and that kind of thing. So. Uh, Since they have Insomniac in-house now, I mean, that's a point that, uh, you know, they don't have to negotiate for them to make a new one. They should probably, you know, try to get the gang back together and, you know, see what's up with Resistance and kind of move that um, uh,
1: game series forward on that, so. I never really played any of them. Was uh, that Mars game a Resistance game? Mars, no. Oh, like the Remastered game? That wasn't Resistance no, game? No, that's Red Faction, sir. Oh, sorry. Never played it. Apologize. Yeah. <laughs> that's
2: okay. Uh, they're basically competent, really cool premise of first-person shooters. The first one had to do with aliens evading during like the 1940s and 50s on there instead of the World War II being fighting against the Nazis. It was basically the entire world, its alternative timeline, fighting against the aliens. The, the chimera that came down on there and so all three games in the series basically kind of follow uh the kind of storyline and from there and the three was especially cool because they happened all in Amer- in American set pieces on there that the uh, resistance one and two were mainly out of the uh, Europe on there. So there
1: you go. Cool. And what about the other two? Like do you guys want a you can pre order today statement and a rebranding of PS Now. Again, I really don't like PS Now was never anything that i ever thought that i would you know be a part of or anything and i still aren't still aren't uh but i don't know um i think i think they would have to rebrand it if 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 a lot of people don't know about it and a lot of people don't use it i mean maybe that's maybe that's the thing maybe they can rebrand ps now to be their kind of their their backwards compatible library you know and that could be like hey you know play all your all those games you used to love, raw, you know, I don't know, but. <laughs> well, play just.
2: I think they don't promote it enough, you know, PlayStation Now is pretty, it's been prominent, I mean, they have over a million subscribers, but granted, I think Xbox One has 10 million Game Pass subscribers, so it's not up to the point to where uh, everyone is up on PlayStation Now, and me, I don't want to subscribe to it because i own a lot of the games that are on the library already so but um if they make it a little bit more prominent you know i was making a suggestion is that they add maybe not games day and date like microsoft game pass does even though that would be awesome but i don't think it's up to playstation to do that you know i'd rather get my collector's edition of if it's especially if it's a triple a product with a steel book and all that stuff but you know their hot shots golf kind of thing uh you know like a remastered like medieval you know these little like vr games or indie games that they want to carry on the service to release more games day and date on playstation now it might give incentive for gamers like us that are you know hardcore gamers that you know buy a lot of uh, Titles to maybe even subscribe to this to extract some value out of it possibly so. Mm. So,
1: yeah. Well, and and so um, we got another one from uh Double F, two thousand eighteen. Otherwise, that's, no- that's, yeah, it's the their one and only Fred yeah, French. I was gonna author. say it. You know, better known as Fred French, Fred French. <laughs> Mustard for life. Mustard for life. Uh, I'm probably the odd man out on this, but I like controllers with removable batteries. The batteries die, you pop out, and throw in some new ones, and away you go. Um, I only have, like, okay, okay. So I'm kind of in the same boat with you, Fred. I really kind of am. But one thing that didn't work for me (laughs) was I'm used to, like, on the ps4 having one controller charged and ready that i'm playing with and another one docked charging that way i can just go back and forth no problem no fuss no must well when i went on my my xbox vacation everything was working fine and then the batteries died and i realized oh crap i don't have double a batteries so it's a mad scramble to decide which controller can I steal from to play a game? Hmm. But then, and then I looked at the controllers, I'm like, triple A, damn it. So, so, so yes, while it's kind of cool to be able to, to drop in, you know, batteries and go, I personally love to be able to plug it in and just have it go. So I, I don't know if I'm there with you, buddy, but, but I, I, I hear you. What about you guys?
0: I just have uh, I have a power strip near where I play, and I just take a micro USB plug it into my Dual Shock. When it gets low, I'd rather do that than, than have to fiddle around and and get some get some batteries, put them in the put them in the controller. That way, I'm not losing connect connectivity with my game. I'm not I'm I'm nothing. I'm never losing connection. Uh, between the controller and the game that I'm playing. Uh, I've experienced that, too. I've been noticing also is that if my batteries get to a certain level, because there is a battery indicator that pops up on the OS on uh, the Xbox One, uh, for me, when it gets below a certain level, my controller will just disconnect. It still has battery power, but it'll just start randomly disconnecting. Uh, So... I don't know if that's just something that's going on with my controller specifically or if that's something that a lot of people have experienced when they let their batteries get down to a certain level. Uh, But for me, I'm just cool just plugging in um, plugging in a uh, plugging in the charger to the controller and keep on going then when it's fully charged, unplug it, bang, just keep on going that way I'm not losing connection at all.
2: Yeah. Oh, uh, I kind of see uh, Fred's point it's because of the fact that you know, if something happens to the battery within the controller, it becomes a worthless, then you have to go get it repaired on there. But at the same time, it's like—did <laughs> you, you, it you, it you, yeah. you say get it repaired? You can fix though. You said
1: get it repaired? Uh no. <laughs> I know. I know that sounds really like trifling, but like I don't think like really like I I have never even considered considered opening up and changing a battery in any of these controllers no
2: no it's nothing nothing I would do myself I'd send it off for service
1: but I'm just saying it's like I don't even think that I would do
2: that I would just go buy a new I don't know I don't know, That just... But imagine, like, right now with PlayStation 3, the PlayStation 3's battery is internal on the DualShock 3, and so can you go to the store and buy yourself a DualShock 3? No, you can't. There's, they don't make them anymore. In fact, they're hard to find uh, new, and there's a lot of rip-offs on there. So ultimately what's going to happen with these PlayStation 4 DualShock controllers once the battery goes the way of the Dodo is that you're going to have to play them constantly wireless to be, be able to use them. So it's just... Uh, just the point of the technology that's built in the controller and so by having the battery being your power source I could definitely see the side the the reasoning For it on the other side of the coin, per se, on there to be able to have the ability to throw batteries in there. I know back in the 360 days, I used to have these, what, uh, Sanyo in-loop batteries, these AA batteries on the charger, and so we would, you know, me and my ex-wife would throw some batteries on just in case and, you know, have some fresh ones available to kind of rinse and repeat for other controllers, like our Wii controllers specifically at the time, because we played a lot of Wii on there because the we also use batteries and so we got kind of got into the mix uh for uh getting a fresh pair of double a batteries on the, on the go just in case that the controller ran out of juice for whatever reason on there but i see the side on both you know right now with the playstation i basically just keep um and no, i have a number of dual shocks and so i have a number of charging bases that i just throw my controller on and charge and unfortunately fred with uh, the dual sense controller for ps5 there is you know it's going to come with a chargeable battery inside the controller itself and with the proprietary uh things that are built into the playstation 5 controller there is probably no way that they're going to be releasing a separate version that will allow you to put batteries in it so you might have to stick stick it out with the series x if that is something you want but uh you know, thank you for, uh, you know, responding on Twitter. and definitely appreciate it. And uh, River Dirty to you, sir. So
0: <laughs> cool. Indeed. And uh, Guru 007 uh, chimed in with his response to our question. And his desire is for 4K 60 frames per second. Uh, I got two words for you PC. Whoa.
1: Well, okay then,
0: <laughs> <laughs> but I, I say that in jest because I he, I think he, he's he's already got a gaming rig, so he knows what's up. Uh, 1440, Fourteen, forty, sixty is probably more likely uh, across the board. I think, depending on how uh, detailed these new game these new game worlds are going to be, but I mean, let if we're if we're talking about is that 4k 60 what's the graphical settings is it low mid high ultra if it's ultra game, you know? yeah what type of game is it if we're talking like let's say control on pc 4k 60 ultra um that's a rig. struggle on the on on any rig with a single GPU regardless of how powerful it is it it's 4K yeah. that's a struggle so i, I don't so, think you're going to get it from a $500 box we're seeing kind of the you know, pitchforks
2: and the the torches come out when Ubisoft announced the fact that the Series X version of Assassin's Creed Valhalla uh, is only going to be 4K 30 frames a second. They're like, oh no! Like Ubisoft is doing the Xbox wrong, and that you know they should be able to extract the 60 frames a second when. You know, the Assassin's Creed titles, for the most part, don't run at 60 frames a second 4K on even the highest graphical cards on PC. So it's like, what are you expecting the Series X to really do in this situation? So it's going to depend on... The game, it's going to depend on the developer, the graphical fidelity that's built in, the ray tracing features that might be built in. I mean, if it's like a Geometry Wars 5 or something, I could definitely see. You could probably run 4K 120 frames a second, but it just depends on the game and and as far as what it's attempting to do is whether it's going to do that or not. Now, I'm hoping... For me, at least, these new systems have the ability of me to be able to dial down a a graphical setting to be able to get those 60 frames a second. So if I want into the OS to dip into the settings, like say if I want 60 frames a second on like say Assassin's Creed Valhalla, I might be able to go into the OS and say, okay, let's try this at 1440p and see if I'm able to get the 60 frames or maybe even dial down the 1080p on there and to be able to just see as far as what kind of frame rate I could get. They should leave it up to the user to determine as far as what the frame rate that they want to run the game at if need be on there. If they're cool with 4K30, 4K60, I mean, it just depends. So. I just I want the choice in the OS
0: this time around.
2: I think that would be a great thing for them to offer. So,
0: yeah, but you know the the gaming culture has been sucker punched by the marketing of 4K. And oh man, I just gotta if it is it native? Is it oh I want native? If it's not, is it checkerboard? Oh that's trash. Is it this? Is that? And it's like all these. All these elements, depending on the game, drain on resources. And you know, again, when when twenty eighty Ti's are struggling, you know, at four K sixty, at for games that are at you know ultra settings, if you think you're going to get that from a five hundred dollar box, it's it, it's just not going to happen. Is not a re- is not re- is not realistic. So, um, fourteen forty, maybe eighteen hundred, because again, is the resolution, and and what they showed with this uh, Unreal Engine of what it can do at fourteen forty p. You couldn't have told me that that wasn't four K. Looked like four K to me, you know. <laughs> you know it looked it looked really impressive the detail of everything that was going on in that unreal engine 5 demo was just it was just amazing so if they can do that if they can give me those kind of worlds at a lower resolution but higher detail i think that's where you know the functionality of these consoles is going to shine you know 4k <laughs> It's nice to have, but it's not something that I require. I'd much rather have greater performance. Gotcha.
2: Well, my one thing I would want from PS5 reveal, oh. um, I'd want you know some games, you know, so either, either new IP, if they're going to draw upon their back catalog, I know some. People have been asking for a Legend of Dragoon remake. I think that would be awesome. I think they should dip back into some of their more obscure uh, titles, Sony's titles from back in. I'm just talking Sony first-party proper. So, like, uh, possibly a um, White Knight Chronicles sequel of some sort or reimagining would be kind of cool on there. Um, anything you'd like to see, Kev? I know I don't know if you have one particular thing you'd want to see. With the PS5, uh,
0: new games. Same the reason why I buy a new console: new games. You know, more impressive worlds, more, uh, more adventures wa- waiting for me to have on this new platform. If there's a feature that I think would be pretty dope, uh, maybe wireless charging on the controller. That that'd be, that that'd be dope. U- that could be utilized. You know. On any third-party wireless charger, you just put the put the the dual sense on top of the little disc or square, whatever you got. Just let it sit there. Let it fast charge. And yeah. Ready to go. Now,
1: yeah, when you're done, just pop it on it and be done with it.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Um, you know, Discord and Twitch integration, I think, would be awesome too. Just to make it easier for people out there to stream. So. And discord for sure because uh, been we've been using discord and hint, hint uh, that uh, <laughs> I think that'd be a good way for us to chat with others maybe even others that might not be on the PlayStation 5 at the same time on there and also to keep in touch with messages back and forth as a group as well so mm-hmm. so more
0: indeed so we want to thank you all for uh, that feedback so thank you Lego bro that Choffee, Fred French, and Guru007. We want to thank... Oh, uh, uh, o Guru. I'm sorry. <laughs> Guru007. Guru uh, thank you for that feedback on Twitter. Uh, contact. Oh, now, before that, our game nights. Our game nights are typically taking place on Thursday evenings at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. PlayStation Network, as well as lately Xbox Live with uh, Fantasy Fantasy Star Online. Uh, we have all the systems. We have most. We have just about all the games.
2: We have so Game Pass. Whatever,
0: yeah. yeah, whatever platform you're you're on. If you want to play a game with us, please don't hesitate to let us know. How do you let us know? Well, you can drop us a line at gamingvessels at gmail.com. Uh, you can. That's where you're going to want to send us your feedback, anything we said. You have a comment about that. Or if you'd like to even be a part of the show and let us interview you to get your perspective of gaming out to our listeners, you're going to want to send an email to gamingvessels at gmail.com. Uh, social media, I can be found on Twitter at shonuf 71 That's S H O N U F F, the number 71. I can also be found on PlayStation Network at Shownuff7, same spelling with the number 7, uh, as well as Xbox Live, Shownuff071, same spelling with 071 on Steam, same as before, shonuff 71 same identical spelling. And, of course, we also have our Twitter account at GamingVessels. We also have a Discord server, so please feel free. And we're going to post the link to that, in the show notes of this episode, so please join us on our Discord. I know for me personally, I'm doing more uh, posts and interactions on Discord. I kind of am stepping away from Twitter uh, and utilizing the features of Discord. I think it's uh, better. It, it's better. You're able to get your, your, your points across without a, a character limit, so I, I kind of like that. So please don't hesitate to join us on our Discord server. So, Dez, where can folks get a hold of you at?
1: Yeah, you can catch me on the Twitters at thenemo 6 Six S I X, so T-H-E-N-E-M-O-S-I-X. You can catch me on either, huh, I guess Xbox now, uh, or PS4 as NemoTigger, N-E-M-O-T-G-G-R. Very straightforward, very simple hope to see you there and again if you if you want to be uh, a friend with us please just say something in the in the in the request like you heard us on gamer uh you heard us on gaming vessels uh you think we're cool whatever you know let us know and then uh trader joe where can people find you my friend uh on twitter i am uh, at joe
2: fungul j-o-e-f-o-n-g-u-l and then on my preferred platform the xbox i am at <laughs> no Lord. K A M U N A G A R A six nine nine five on PSN on um, Nintendo Network on Steam. I am under the username Kamunagara K A M U N A G A R A, and then uh, that is pretty much where you can find me. So,
0: <laughs> all right, well, folks, that is going to bring. Uh, episode 18 of season six to a close. We want to thank you for hanging in there with us and enjoying our, our back, our discussion on all things gaming here on gaming vessels for trader Joe, AKA the food max of gaming who will maximize your gaming dollar. And for Des, the Bay area terror, I am shown off 71 signing off and telling you, we'll see you next week. Peace. Xbox.